listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, and love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now, I'd like to kind of address something that happened yesterday in one of your classes. Oh, really? What was that? Well, you had a home group, and you were talking about the judgments, and suddenly you kind of waffled into this topic or question of, why do we choose manipulation rather than domination? Ah, interesting, yeah. Well, let's pray about that. <laughs> I think so. Well, we really need to pray because we're joined today by our director. Well, let me pray for us. Lord, thank you so much for uh, your grace. Once again, we have the opportunity to look at life through your eyes rather than our own so that we can live the life that you have invited us to, which is much more glorious, which is much more uh, beneficial to us than the life that we would choose on our own. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. So here it is. Why do we choose manipulation over domination that's the question but i have to set the stage so you have a small group that comes to your home at least on a weekly basis as you were having this conversation and you're talking about the judgment it was interesting to note that husbands are looking at their wives to see if they're taking notes and then partway through the conversation wives are kind of side glancing to see if their husbands are taking right right well i guess it does make sense that we uh, present this in the context of Genesis chapter 3, verses 16 through 19, because that's where all of this comes from. The idea that in the woman's judgment, the woman's judgment is the second element related to she's going to have a desire for her husband. And if you look at the material in uh, chapter 4 of the great relationships, you're going to find that the unknown judgment on women has three elements, and that second element is her desire for her husband. And there are two views that are talked about, one being she has a sexual and psychological dependence. That's one view. The other view is, no, she's just going to be overtly dominant and try to take control of the relationship. So that's where this question comes from, the idea being, so... Why is it that a person in general, rather than just talking about women at this point in time, and I'll pose this to both of y'all, what is it that you think is going on that a person would choose manipulation versus domination? What do you think would be going on there? People tend to seek the path of least resistance, and so if they've tried to dominate and it hasn't gone well, then they try and seek another type of subterfuge come at it from a different angle. I really appreciate you bringing in the path of least resistance because that is exactly what's going on, this whole idea of structure. That's the whole idea of where you look, you tend to go. What you are doing or what you want to have happen is the end result. So what happens here is we're either going to get to that end result by being very aggressive, very dominant, in our approach to a relationship, or we're going to be using this subterfuge, you know, manipulation. I totally like what you said, uh, Carl, the idea of you start figuring out what works. There's, there tends to be something else in my mind that's, that's going on. And that other thing that tends to be happening is I noticed in my own life that I tend to be more manipulative when I'm feeling underpowered. Mm, Can you explain that? that? Yeah, the idea would be when I don't feel like that I have the ability to just get my way and I'm able to cause you to do it my way because 
you actually have more going for you related to what you're thinking about, or I feel somewhat less powerful in that situation. I need to manipulate you. Now, that brings up another big question. Why do I need to manipulate you? Yes, I'm underpowered, but why do I need to manipulate rather than just dominate? This is a tough question. Well, that's what I don't understand. You know, in the course material, you say most people are either destroyers or submarines. Right, right. And I spent 20 years in the submarine service, but I tell you, I'm a destroyer all the way. Right, and you would tend to be that way, the way that I see you. You're very verbal. You tend to bring things out. You throw out the depth charges (laughs) to to see what's going to happen, right? I mean, I want what I want, and even when it's not in my best interest to demand it, guess what I do? I shoot myself in the foot all the time. And and you fit it from another viewpoint of uh, Dr. Marlon Howe. He talked about it, you know, the... uh, the stereotype of two Italians, you know, hand signs, you know, hand talking and, you know, very verbal and everything else. Talking about a marriage of two Italians can often be two destroyers, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they're married to each other, just trying to get their way, you know, uh, very dominant. But the issue goes back to, I definitely am underpowered, but what is it that causes me to actually be manipulative here? in the relationship. What's one of the real issues for us to be manipulating? Well, if I don't feel confident in what I'm doing, then I'm going to have a tendency to not go straight at the problem and come at it from a different angle. I I like that because that means what you're considering here is the relationship. Now, just think about that. You're coming at it from a different angle. You're wanting to get your way And when you are being manipulative, you're wanting to get your way without them thinking it was you that was getting your way. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And I've got to get them to think that I still want the relationship with them, but I'm actually getting my way. So manipulation is required because you're trying to preserve the relationship in some form or at least keep them thinking well of you. Okay, well, maybe this is oversimple, but you said we tend to manipulate whenever we feel underpowered. Right. So this is not gender-specific. Absolutely not. I could be in a a male in a relationship with a very dominant woman, Mm -hmm. and now I'm taking these backdoor recourses to try and get what I want. So I'm really looking at kind of a relationship structure or system that I'm trying to cheat. I think I think you've brought up something that's extremely important. The the design of a man is testosterone for him to be more typically aggressive, right? That's the that's the idea of testosterone, right? Okay, the chemistry of it. The idea or the chemistry of estrogen progesterone is to be dependent to be a helper, nurturer and supporter, which would put her in a less dominant way or less dominant type of activity, there would be a greater chance in the way you're just thinking of those words that she might be more manipulative. But you bring up something that's extremely important that a lot of men aren't willing to admit. They know it, but they're not willing to admit that we will have a tendency to be manipulative because we are actually underpowered with our wives. And what most people don't, most men don't recognize is why we are underpowered with our wives. 
we're underpowered with them because we hate rejection. And therefore, we will have a greater tendency to end up being either just avoid or manipulate because we don't want to damage the relationship with our wife because we don't want that rejection because testosterone wants victory. Testosterone is, is aggressive. It is, it is into considering victory. So I have this mindset that I, I want significance, I want victory, and if she rejects me, then I'm feeling underpowered and therefore I'm gonna try to get my way through manipulation. So it'll work both ways. Men, okay. men and women will be manipulating. Okay, I'm going to ask you about this after the break, but the material we're talking about primarily comes after Chapter 4. Well, it comes in Chapter 4, right. Okay, so that's Chapter 4 of the Great Relationships material. The website is greatrelationships, com. Again, that's greatrelationships.com. Like what you're hearing, tell your friend. Drop us a line, Great Relationships, Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. We'll be back right after this. Quotes from God's Word for Great Relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2 3. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Welcome back to Happy Wife, Happy Life. <laughs> Not really. Great relationships. Greatrelationships.com. We're talking a little bit about the judgments and principally why we choose to manipulate rather than dominate. Herman, you said the material comes out of Chapter 4 in the Great Relationships. Right, material. right. And when you get into and look at the unknown judgments of women and the unknown judgment of men in Chapter 4, it's not explicitly stated in the way we're talking about it here on the radio, but it is there. Nevertheless, you're going to find some information about women controlling and men controlling, and it's broken into both a dominant type of example and a manipulative type example. Well, it's pretty neat that today we're joined by our producer here in the studio. And during the break, Carl, you had a question that you would pose. Well, you were talking about that men fear rejection. And my question was, do you think men stop asking questions or trying to dominate 
just because they don't want to be rejected. Yeah, I think that is true, but I also think it tends to be more true of those marriages, which unfortunately seems to be the vast majority of marriages, where a man has no longer decided to lead, he's abdicated his leadership, and therefore the woman is more dominant in those type of situations. So when you have the, the judgment showing up with a woman being very dominant in the relationship, the man has learned to back off and just be more on the passive side, which is gonna tend toward manipulation, right? So what he is doing in those type of situations, he is, he is basically saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to push back against her because yeah, happy wife equals happy life. <laughs> that's what that's what he's thinking. I, that's how I'm saying these things because I've talked to other guys and I know that's the way that I have done my life. I know that that's the way I've done my relationship with Louis at times. When when she has decided that she is going to push her way, and I'm just like. You know, I, I don't I don't want to fight this. I don't, I don't have any desire to fight this because I know that if I fight it, she's going to be even m- more mad. And that's going to affect our sex life. That's going to affect everything else. That's, and I that's, don't want to be rejected. <laughs> and I don't want to be rejected. <laughs> so, exactly so, you know, right. you had stated in pre-production that when we were talking about this, we couldn't talk about this subject. Why I choose manipulation over domination? Why I choose that without talking about the judgments? And before the break, you had brought it up and you had said that the judgment against women has three elements to it. And and where I wanted to go with this, and I really do have to encourage people to go to the website and look at the material, because part of a woman's judgment is focused at the man, and the man doesn't focus back at the woman. He's actually focused at work, and that's part of what feeds this cycle, no? Yes, but here's the sad truth. A man does participate in a woman's judgment. In the very thing that I just got through saying if I am abdicating my leadership in the home, I'm actually participating in Louis' judgment. Let me run through that real quick so that you can see it. Got the three elements. The element that most people understand and know, it's the only element most people know about the woman's judgment is there's going to be pain in childbirth. What they don't know is it goes beyond childbirth. It goes into the entirety of the child's life. That's what's happening with the mother. She's having pain in childbirth, and she's having pain with the child throughout their life. The second element is what we're talking about here, and the third element. The second element is she's going to have a desire for her husband, and that is the part where it shows up. Some people interpret it as being a sexual and psychological desire. If you, uh, if you had a sexual and psych- psychological dependence on something, what would you do? You sure wouldn't be dominant. You would be manipulative to get control because I need that desperately and I can't be so pushy to try to force them to take care of me. So I'm going to have to be very stealthy and get my way. The fact that I have a foundational need for it is going to cause me... For manipulation. That's right. So that's one view of it. The second view of it is, no, she's just going to be dominant like sin is dominant, trying to have a control over us. 
Well, I don't care which one you use. I don't care which view you use. Both are going to result in control. Too often we hear people say, oh, he's just being a jerk or no, she's being unwieldy. And what we don't realize is we're operating in our judgments. That is a great statement to make because that is what most people do not realize. If you just focused your attention on understanding how these judgments are working, you could solve a vast majority of your relationship problems by just looking at what the, what's happening with the judgments. And that's what I see all the time in working with people. So that second element is where the control issue of the woman controlling her husband, either through manipulation or domination, but here's how the man enters into the woman's judgment. The man enters into the woman's judgment because the last part of that says she will have a desire for her husband, but he will rule over her. And that rule over her is what will either tend to produce even more manipulation or more domination, one of the two. Because that rule over her, it means use and abuse. And that use and abuse most often shows up from a man in the viewpoint that he abdicates his leadership in the home because he does run off and focus on work and activities. That's the man's judgment in Genesis 3, 17 through 19. So what's happening here is the woman, if she has gotten into this role of she feels unsafe and she's really pushing on her husband, nagging him to be the leader, causing him to be thinking about the relationship in a way that, I, you know, I'll just do what she says or I'll just try to stay out of her way as much as I can. That's going to push him into being more on the manipulative side than on the dominant side. But either way, I think it's going to still show up in the concept that he's not going to want to be rejected. And he certainly doesn't want to be rejected by her if he's in a more passive way and she's more dominant. He's certainly not going to be wanting to be rejected there. And that really shows up big time in, in so many of the times that I've talked with couples, that, that a man is going to feel more toward, I'm going to be rejected because he now needs her to be taking care of him. That's really what, it, what a lot of that time shows up. Back to the judgments, a man is participating again in the woman's judgment by him abdicating his leadership, comparing her to other women. It may have nothing to do with physical abuse, nothing. But that is the way that he's participating in her judgment, and she is either going to be manipulative toward him or dominant toward him, and more often than not, it tends to be dominant, and the man simply goes, I'm going to be passive, I don't want to be rejected by her, and therefore his activities toward her will become more manipulative, because he's feeling underpowered. Isn't that weird? <laughs> in spite of the fact that his design is to be more powerful. He is feeling underpowered in that situation, and here's what I believe is the key. He's feeling underpowered because he doesn't know how to do relationships the way that a woman does. That's how I've seen it in my own life. I don't know how to do relationships like my wife does. She can deal with these type of things and, and get over it, but it, it weighs on me. And I'm trying to figure out, how can I help this relationship go better? And I don't quite know how to do it. So I'm having to study it, and I'm having to try to figure out how to work with her. And then I end up trying to get into a role of maybe even manipulating her into thinking well of me. And that's, that's what really ends up turning it in a really bad way. Okay, so I'm listening, and I'm in agreement with everything you say. Now what? <laughs> well, 
Well, that's the answer to the judgment when you consider it that way. Because, I mean, I'm learning this whole happy wife, happy life thing. It's working. Right, now you want me right. to do something else? Well, I think I think we need to repeat the, the key points, where, what brought us all the way down this direction. When we are feeling underpowered, we will have a tendency to try to manipulate. And why do we do that? Because we want the other person to think that I'm not getting my way, but I actually am. And I'm trying to figure out a way to help them stay happy with me, even though I'm trying to get my way. That's why we end up manipulating. And again, men and women will do this, but at the same time, we will have a tendency to, if, if a woman is the underpowered sex, she's wanting the relationship, she will have a tendency to do that possibly more often than a man, but I, I'm not willing to stand on that and fight about it. Sure, I'm not. Thank you, because I already can't carry the mailbags. There you have it. <laughs> GreatRelationships.com. The material's coming out of the Judgments Chapter 4 website, GR8Relationships.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Hello and welcome back to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. We are blessed that our producer, Carl, is with us here in the studio. What are you thinking about this? Well, when I was hearing Herman talk about the judgments last, he was talking about that women didn't feel like the man was leading enough. And in my mind, I was thinking he wasn't being dominant enough. But what I'm hearing you say now is that they really weren't offering leadership and therefore that's when they started manipulating. That's an interesting way to consider it. They can in their judgment start manipulating or dominating just because they feel unsafe. Let's make certain that we've got that sitting out there. A woman is designed to be relational and because she's designed to be relational, again, the judgment is a perfect judgment from the viewpoint that it attacks her design. She's designed to be relational, and the judgment is basically saying, God is saying to the woman, I'm going to make your relationships painful and unfulfilling. And the way that a man enters that and makes it 
painful and unfulfilling for her is he abdicates his leadership and runs off to work because work is painful and unfulfilling. And as she is starting to feel unsafe in this relationship, she starts trying to control him to try to make the relationship go her way, which all it does is cause him to be wanting to go off to work to try to get his significance because that's what he wants. It just becomes a, a morass of problems at that point in time. So what happens is, no, I don't want a man to become more dominant because that is the way that too often leadership is taught. No, you just control things. You just, you just get things under control. Well, that isn't leadership. Leadership is an invitational model. Leadership is, I'm wanting to go somewhere and I'm gonna invite you to go along with me. And that's what you're basically saying to your wife when you're really leading. I wanna take spiritual leadership of this family. I want us to become the type of marriage that God wants us to be. And I'm gonna go there and be the type of husband you want me to be. And if you wanna go along with me, great. If you don't, that's where her judgment starts showing up. She's gonna to try to change you, manipulate you, or dominate to try to prevent that from happening. But if you don't step up and take on that leadership, you put her in an underpowered type of situation, meaning you put her in a place where she's not feeling safe and she will either start manipulating or dominating to try to get the relationship to go her way. You're saying be in God's word and what is God asking me to do? Yeah, if you go and look at Titus 2, 1 through 8 that we've talked about before, that's the solution to the relationship problem that these judgments are creating. These judgments are creating all sorts of pain and problems for men and women because it gets you to focus on yourself. And the Lord is saying, no, I want you to be dependent upon me and do what I ask you to do for each other. The judgments fuel the flashing me. The judgments get a woman to think, oh, my relationships aren't being met. I need fulfillment from my relationships. Or a man starts thinking, oh, work needs to satisfy me. I'm not significant. And it gets you to focus on your me as opposed to God saying, no, that, that's, that's wrong. You're depending upon the wrong thing. I want you to depend upon me. I want you to become this real man, this real woman that we talk about in chapter three, that that's the solution. Go to the solution for all relationships. Pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. That's what solves the judgment. When we don't pay attention to that, we end up messing up these relationships and the judgments just fuel the me flashing. That's all it does. So then the better question is, why do I choose manipulation over domination? The better question is, why am I not trusting God? Neither one of those is an option. Yeah, it, it, the, the way that you end up trying to get your way is through manipulation or domination. What tends to drive that, you tend to be in an underpowered situation, but you're trying to preserve the relationship through manipulation, but get your own way anyway, <laughs> or is in a dominant situation, you're not necessarily trying to preserve the relationship. You're, you're just overtly letting them know, I want it to go my way. You don't get a say in this. Whereas manipulation is going, uh, I, I want my way, but I can't, you know, 
basically say to them, I want my way. I'm going to have to get them to think that they're getting their way, but I'm actually getting my way. It requires <laughs> some real thought. It requires some real energy to, to uh, be manipulative. It requires some, some uh, real brain power, I guess you could say, to be manipulative. So the one thing that I would say that I want people to take from all of this, because there's a lot of negative stuff we've been talking about, and this is the this is the difficulty when you start talking about the judgments. You don't tend to provide hope <laughs> into relationships when you're talking about these things. Uh, the The only solution for the judgments is to do what God asks you to do. Men, step up and lead. Love your wife unconditionally. Ephesians five. Women. Step up and be that helping, nurturing, supporting relator that God wants you to be to him. Both are going to require you to trust God, not trust yourself. So there you have it. Thank you, Herman. Chapter 3. And Chapter 4. GreatRelationships.com. The website, gr8relationships.com. Carl, thank you for being with us today. Herman, thank you. And you know what? It didn't sound like a lot of positive stuff, but it was. There is hope. Our hope's in Him. Until next time. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.